I think the biggest thing is having a certain level of humility and vulnerability. You don't know everything. Your way is not always the right way. You have to be open to, to change. You have to be open to different circumstances. You have to be open to different people. Different people bring different skill sets, different mindsets, different expertise to the table. At the end of the day, you have to be vulnerable enough to receive those things. All right, party people, it is good to be with you on this day. Uh, Y'all know I get excited about having great conversations. And honestly, to have great conversations, you got to be connected to some great people. And so I want to bring to you uh, my friend, uh, Sister Tiara Lee. When you're going into a deployed environment, everybody knows that at the end of the day, it's a lot of trust. A lot of trust and discipline that's involved outside of yourself because of the team or the flight or the group of individuals that you're with that is your immediate covering you know in battle so there is a certain level of trust there's a certain level of understanding there's a certain level of faith that you have to make sure like hey i got you you got me we coming out of this together and so i mean Everybody handle, handles things differently, but I think during times of deployment in real world situations, those things are heightened with, amongst individuals for those same end results. Uh, I love that you, you talk about trust and the word that you use is covering. Now, you know, uh, yeah, I'm always gonna tie things back to faith, but I also wanna tie things back to the body of Christ. Uh, in the sense that you talk about the people that you train with, the people are these, those are the people that you're growing with. And then when you're deployed, those are the people that serve as a covering. Uh, and so I'm looking at as a body of Christ, the people that we fellowship with uh, and the people that we study with, that we train with, then are in our setting, our covering. Uh, so, one of the challenges that we face as a church is that sometimes when people get into a deployed situation, they leave the covering <laughs> uh, and they isolate themselves. So from a, a military standpoint, what would that be like? You go through all of this training, all of this camaraderie, the fellowship is there, and then you get over there and you decide that you know a better way. What, what do you think, would, <laughs> what would the outcome be? Um, the outcome will be you either going to shape up and follow through like what we've been taught or we'll put you on the first thing smoking back because at that point it's yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're jeopardizing, you know, everyone else's safety. You're jeopardizing possibly yeah. the mission. And in a deployed environment, that's just not a risk that they're willing to take. So if you feel you know a way better, I can promise you, they're gonna find a way to get you right on back yeah. to where you think you want to be. <laughs> yeah, because you're jeopardizing the mission. <clears throat> this understanding is that that we really are uh, a band of, of soldiers. Like we're together under a mission, under a king, under a, 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 a commander. So if the commander gives these instructions. We have to be orderly and disciplined in how we carry those things out or else the mission is in jeopardy. So, <clears throat> of course, I'm always thinking about church. 
And I look at how we as me, members of the body of Christ have been undisciplined, <laughs> you know, have been unfaithful. Uh, and then when we look at the mission, we say, well, the mission is failing. And it's like, well, it's not because the message is wrong. It's not because the Messiah is not the Messiah, but it's because the people that are carrying out the mission continue to be undisciplined, unfaithful, and unstructured. So uh, what do you think are some things that we could do to help ourselves, not just in a church setting uh, or in a military setting, uh, but this idea of being deployed, even in our careers, to be a lot more successful? Um, I think the biggest thing is um, having a certain level of humil humility and vulnerability. Um, you don't know everything. Your way is not always the right way. You have to be open to to change. You have to be open to um, different circumstances. You have to be open to different people. Different people bring different skill sets, different mindsets, different expertise to the table. So at the end of the day, you have to be vulnerable enough to receive those things. That's what I do. Uh, I'm not feeling that. You're not? I'm going to tell why? you why. I'm, I'm going to tell you why. Because you're telling me, as a man, that I got to be vulnerable, that I got to ask for help, <laughs> <laughs> that I have to that I have to trust the man or the woman that's next to me, and I got to put my faith in them. And to be honest, like, like I'm a, you know, I'm a man, I'm strong. Supposed to do this thing by myself, and as a soldier, it's like you go through all this training. But one of the things that you said is you have to be vulnerable and you have to ask for help. Uh, what is it like being in a setting like that where you're like, man, as as good of an athlete I, as I am, as disciplined, as strong, as good as a marksman I am, I cannot win this war by myself. So I have to be humble and vulnerable enough to trust people and to ask for help? Um, I think after making the mistakes of not asking for help, thinking that I know a better way, thinking that I have it figured out and bumping my head and then dealing with those um, consequences after the fact, for me, it makes it that much easier to raise my hand and say, hey, I need help. How do you do this? You know what I'm saying? So sometimes you may have to, you know, bump your head a little bit first. Um, everybody doesn't out the gate, you know, come in as vulnerable and transparent. Like I say, sometimes you have to go through some things in order to get to that point. And I just know for me where I'm at now, I have no problem saying, hey, help me figure this out, you know, before we bust a deadline or before, you know, anything happens. So then that way I don't have to deal with those consequences after the fact. If only we would do that in the church, and I'm going to come back to that because uh, the tendency is, and we're talking about sin and not serving in the military, but the tendency is for us when we find ourselves in a struggle or a stumbling block or even getting close to something becoming a stronghold is not to be vulnerable and to ask for help, but it's to just kind of isolate ourselves and put the 
put the chains on as comfortable as possible. <laughs> it's like, look, I'm gonna wear these chains. At least I'm gonna put them on so they fit right. It's like, no, 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 no. You don't want to have the chains on. <laughs> so you need to actually reach out to someone uh, and ask for help. And and I love also that this idea that you talk about. I didn't really think about training and camp in this this way. That it allows you to bump your heads before you're actually deployed into a situation where the stakes are a lot higher. Uh, so um, talk about that transition from, uh, and I'm thinking in my head right now, I'm in line to see my father as the pastor of the church. Uh, and so it's this idea of being able to bump your head while there are people that are right there that can kind of touch you and kind of guide you. And then there's the, hey, uh, strap yourself in, <laughs> fly over this city and make it happen. It's like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> like, like, hold on. Uh, just the difference between those two different planes. Um, like you said, the stakes are so much higher. And I think that, at least for me, I'd rather bump my head in, in a training practice scenario than when, you know, possibly somebody's life depends on my actions. So for me, it's kind of like you say, when the stakes are higher, by then you should be ready to rock and roll. You, you make all your mistakes and you, you learn from them during the training process. But when it's time to actually show up, you need to show up and show up, but not in a bad way. <laughs> yeah, I was, I know, right? <laughs> like, please don't show out. Cause you know, mama said, you show your tail. Woo! Exactly. But I was talking to, I did a podcast with a young man named Elijah. White and he worked at Exxon. And one of the things that we talked about is how important training is. And the challenging thing about training is a lot of the times people don't take training seriously. So they don't put their all into it. So they don't get as much out of it as they can. So they do enough just to get through the training so that when they find the live bullets of life, it's like, oh, I should have actually been paying attention in that class as opposed to just doing enough to survive it. You know, I should have been doing more to excel mm -hmm. so that I would have been more prepared, you know, more knowledgeable, more stronger, you know, so that I could go into that situation like that. Uh, and so th that's what I was thinking about that. Now, uh, from, a, from that standpoint, you've got your training built up, you've got your faith built up, you, you're humble, you're used to asking for help, you, vulnerable you're doing all of those things and then you have a health crisis uh talk talk to me about that uh, first of all what happened uh give me the story because i know you have a miracle uh that you want to share with us so please let's talk about that okay so back in 2018 um approximately maybe two weeks before my 34th birthday um I received the news that I was diagnosed with breast cancer. Um, rewind a couple weeks prior, one day I was laying in bed. I had went to the gym as I always do. And I was just laying in the bed and I started um, stretching my arms. And I was just like, you know, rotating my shoulder, massaging under my armpit for the most part. And under my armpit is where I felt a knot and so immediately I started to feel on the other side under my armpit to see, you know, is it the same on the other side? I didn't, I didn't feel anything. So a couple of days later, I made an appointment, went to my doctor 
And he told me, he was like, yeah, something there. You know, I'll get you scheduled for an ultrasound. It's probably nothing. I said, okay. Couple couple days go by, week or so, got the ultrasound. And, you know, the doctor was laughing and joking with me. And then when he started ultrasound in that area, he kind of got quiet. The conversation kind of got less and less. So, you know, he's taking the pictures, taking the pictures. And so he, you know, he finally told me at the end, he said, usually I can look at these and say if they're benign or not. He said, in your case, I don't know if I can say that. He said, but don't worry, we'll get you scheduled for a biopsy. So I'm like, okay. So as I'm going through this process, it went from possibly being nothing to now we have a biopsy. And so I went back, got the biopsy. And then, like I said, about two weeks later, that's when they called and they confirmed that it was indeed breast cancer. So at that point, it was like everything went into motion super fast. Um, This was the end of June. So the entire month of July, um, I was back and forth to the doctors. Immediately, I had a, a team of like eight doctors assigned to me. With me being up here in Maryland by myself, I didn't have a support system here. Um, Of course, I have my coworkers, but I didn't know what the care was gonna require. So I asked the question, could I go home, back to Louisiana? And so my doctor staffed it through the military personnel and they approved it. So now that required me traveling back and forth to Louisiana. Now I have to find a doctor, one that takes my insurance, one that's in the network, one that's willing to take my case, perform my procedures. And so it was a lot of back and forth. So in the midst of that, everything came together. 